0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Let's Talk Assassins Creed. You're on a more podcast for all things Assassin's Creed. In today's episode, I'm going to be discussing something that's recently been unearthed in the Assassin's Creed community that I am over the moon about, and that is with Wrath of the Druids DLCs coming on the thirteenth May, we're getting a new enemy type called the werewolf. Now, the werewolf is a big departure from. mythology that we saw in the base game Valhalla. Base game Valhalla was very grounded and did tie on Isu. It was very well done and wasn't too over the top in my opinion. But werewolves Canis Screams Olympus project from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I did think was a step too far. But in this episode I'm not going to be discussing Isu connections. I don't think it's right to give the Isu all the credit for werewolves because Irish mythology and Irish literature does talk about the legendary werewolves, sorry, a kingdom of early middle Eastern Ireland. So we know this is in Irish mythology, we know it's grounded in history of Ireland, so it's really great to see really pushing the that history that's not talked about into the light. It's gonna I'm gonna give you this episode's gonna be in two parts. I'm gonna give a quick brief look at the legends that in, could inspire the werewolves of Valhalla. But then I'm going to take a look into how the cult, or I think they're called the children of Danu, could actually inspire the changes as well, and how they could work to keep it grounded. So, first things first, how does it tie in with the legends? Well, the biggest legend of werewolves in Ireland is the kingdom of... Sorry, um, I apologise if I'm butchering the name. I am dyslexic and I am terrible at reading. <laughs> but the kingdom of um of Asari tells of a legendary figure named Leichenfeld, whose line gave uh, rise to the many kings of Asari at the time. But he was known to be a warrior of ancient Ireland who really adopted like a werewolf, lupine, wolf tail hairstyle and worn wolf skins while they went out Wolfing? I think that must be like uh, killing cattle and hunting, but also when they carried out raids. And I'm pretty sure if you're chilling in a nice little settlement, having a good time, you see a big, burly warrior charging at you dressed in a wolf fur, you're not going to question if it's human or a werewolf. So it, it does seem kind of grounded already. A bit daft, but grounded... And we know in Norse mythology there's Berserkers, people that would just charge onto the battlefield with no armour, weapons, and just fight like a demon out of hell, and that's how a lot of people must have betrayed them on the battlefield, there must have been demons, and pretty sure that literature over time would have read them as demons. So, there was also, um, when they talked about wolfing, the class is somebody who could turn into wolf shapes, or into the shapes of a wolf. Now, pardon me, I don't think it would have been a literal transformation, but I think as described earlier, where they went wearing wolf clothing, it would basically be a man who, or a woman, who would just be a camp as a human, but as soon as they put them furs on, they imbue imbue the spirit and the ferocity of a wolf. So it's like a mental sort of transformation that once they wolf furs on, they're as strong, they're as fast or as ferocious but also they're as and as tactical as a wolf in the hunting prey. And now, there is a lot of other counts, and I could go on all day about the counts and how to make history, but this is where I want to talk about how they can make it into the game and make it grounded. Because what I discovered when researching kind of twists my original theory on its head. So my original theory is that... The Children of Danu, which is a mythical cult, is basically a pseudo-Templar cult trying to take up Ireland. That was my original idea. It was simple, it was cool. But reading about the legends of Vasari and the werewolves of Ireland, I came across a pretty interesting tale in the 11th century poem um, called On the Marvels of Ireland by Bishop Patrick of Dublin. And this kind of stuck out because, as we set in the 9th century, so this is three centuries later, and it wasn't until the 11th century till wolves started to die out, so there was a lot of wolves around Ireland at the time. But, in this account they talk about how St. Patrick um, went to Ireland, and he did his missionary work in Ireland, and he, uh, ugh, he <laughs> stumbled upon a clan. And as he tried to tell them about the faith of Christianity and teach them the ways, they all started howling at him like wolves. And his response at the time was to pray to God to punish them. And he, the, it is written in the literature that as a result of them being punished and suffering, they were actually then turned to wolves. And they become well, worse than wolves, because the problem with wolves is they're just animalistic, they're creatures. But these were wolves with the wit of man. They were smart as man. They could think, they could act, they could hunt like a man. But they were very primal and beast-like wolves. And the reason why I say this is very interesting is St. Patrick was a Christian, Roman Christian missionary. And he did a lot of preacher faith. And we know, and this is a slight spoiler, that in the development of Valhalla, the Templars started to adopt a Christian ideology. They started to become more united. So, this is where I came across the theory that what if the children of Danu are revolting? What if Eivor is dragged into a war between the Danu and the Templars? We know it isn't until about the 13th century till Norway was finally conquered, till Ireland was conquered by the Norse. So, in this time where everyone's trade route, everyone's working together, what if the Templars had already sought power to control? They would control Ireland. And because they were so deep in the this Christian faith, and this is what they want to teach, the father of understanding, to guide them, that the children of Danu revolted. And the biggest way to revolt is to use their own beliefs against them. And one of the biggest beliefs, as I just touched upon, is St. Patrick, on his mission, bumping into a clan who acted like wolves, and that was their punishment. So could the children of Danu then adopt methods to become the wolves that they so feared the wolves that St. Patrick just decided to punish so how does this make it grounded well it makes it grounded in a very simple and probably a unique gameplay mechanic if they do it and don't know if they will and it's probably too much gameplay to do it but we know that it's very common at times mushrooms got flight agaric which is very common in base game Valhalla, and we always we always you stumble upon the flyer Gadic and it some weird, trippy missions. And it's very basic for Assassin's Creed's DLC just to copy this. You stumble upon it, you jump on a mushroom, you see some werewolves, and you just keep beating them up. Or there is the second attempt, which I think is more plausible, and it does, you know. Breach that pinch of salt moment between gameplay and history where you could walk into a boss room, big, burly, Irish clan druid walks up to you, challenges Ava to fight, but this room is seeped in poison, and as you start the fight you start hallucinating and this man turns into a werewolf. It it does kind of like, you have to stretch your mind because his behaviour in the combat would change a lot, so kind of hard to believe that a man is becoming a werewolf, but as a gameplay term, this would keep it grounded. This isn't relying on Isu, this isn't saying, oh, it's an Olympus project, it's a piece of Eden. This is a mechanic that they did with the Daughters of Lyrion. It's an encounter room where you start off, encountering a human, you're subject to poison, and that person turns into a werewolf, and you fight a werewolf, which I kind of like that idea. Now, the second, well, the third idea that I really wish they would do, but I don't know because I'm not a gameplay developer, I'm very, not very clever with game developers, is what if they had a way of changing the um, ambush mechanic in the base game where if the uh, enemy flashes, is ready, for us dirt in your face. And now we've, what if they use that dirt as a loading screen? It's, it's all daft. And as the game loads, this dirt contains something like mugwort, which is something druids did use in history to have psychedelic properties. What if they use something like mugwort in the, the rocks? They won't actually tell you it's mugwort, because we don't need all the details, but that dirt starts causing avar hallucinogenics, and everyone around her starts turning to wet wolves. It's kind of a... I don't know how they could play it, but it would change encounters dramatically and make fighting in the wild a bit more interesting. So if you're fighting a group of 10 children of Danu and you don't dodge can dirt thrown in your face, then they all turn into werewolves and the boss battle, the fights become a bit more intense. The other area I noticed in the uh, one of the images shared over Twitter of the werewolves which there's a ram's head I think it's a ram's head or a stag but they're the same symbols you see in cursed areas so maybe it's something to do with cursed area I don't know it's a lot of speculation but I don't think Assassin's Creed should weigh heavily on the Isu this is the biggest point that I want to make in this episode I don't believe it's fair for an Irish mythology of werewolves just to be adopted as Isu. As we had discussed at the very start, the kingdom of Asari was men or women that basically adopted werewolf behaviour and lupin' hairstyles. So they tried their hardest to become wolves just by looking like them. They weren't physical wells of London or that werewolf in Harry Potter. These were genuine human beings, flesh and blood, that had the mindset and the behavior of a wolf, which is very common. And in history, there is lots of talk and even rare diseases where people actually mentally believe they're wolves. So it, it does scream high fantasy, but the idea of werewolves in Irish mythology can be kept grounded. And I believe that if they focus too heavily on it's a piece of Eden, it's the Olympus Project, it's Isu, you're then going to strip away the grounded history of werewolves. And it very does sound weird saying werewolves are grounded, but you're stripping the grounded nature and replacing them with fantasy. That's a line I don't want to see cross. I would love to see the children Danu incorporate a lot of the werewolf mythology, but not over the top. A lot of the times when I read the um, a lot of the entries about the werewolves of oh, a story they did believe that a lot of their children of oh, hanged around supernatural areas or supernatural forces. And back in them days, supernatural forces could be accounted for Isu, and that does actually worry me a little bit, but it is impossible that the children of Danu that are hanging around a piece of Eden, That it is possible because in this slight of traffic, but The Children of Danu is a mythological cult that brought the Legend of Danu to Ireland uh, from some of the sources I've read So, I could see the Children of Danu being easily related, but using knowledge of the area to their advantage I would also like to see this Legendary of Osiris being picked up in the same vein as Berserkers, you know Somebody comes at you, and I know in some of the screenshots we see big werewolves, but it'd be nice to see somebody running at you dressed in wolf furs, you know, maybe on a plant or a mushroom that's enhanced its speed and strength, which is again grounded. And when he runs at you, Eivor or whoever Eerith was, we've been local, screams, Lupin or werewolf. This would keep it grounded that they believe that this person here is a werewolf, which would be kind of creepy. But uh, I think mean, I think mean the hardest part of the DLC adding werewolves is fantasy in Assassin's Creed. It always has to has a balance, and the biggest foothold the werewolves can I find in in the Drew's DLC. Sorry, from the stutter there could become too fantasy. I, I, it is grounded in legends and literature. It does have a real world basis that is grounded. These are not supernatural beings that hunt every full moon. You're not bitten or you scratched and you become them. These are human people that generally believe they were wolves from all of what it says. And even though St. Patrick did talk about how he cursed people to become werewolves, there is a lot of Chinese whispers and a lot of um, give and take to literature. So there is this whole photo that they can be kept grounded by mushrooms, um, mogwot in dirt, as I suggested earlier. Or they could go the full hog and say, Isu. this is Olympus Project 2.0. Haha, <laughs> it wasn't destroyed in Odyssey. We had cyclopses and we had other things, which was weird. The other way that I actually want to see, and I, I don't know if they could do it, is what they did with Origins and Asgard and Jotunheim, where Ava has a potion, and that potion helps her enhance the world. And enhan- enhance perception, so she sees things that she doesn't mean to see. Slight spoiler, but the biggest example would be the DLC in... I think it's Glau- Glauchester. Oh, pronunciation, right? When Ava was probably drunk, <laughs> that was the best pronouncer. She sees the world differently. She's chasing chickens. It's all weird. <laughs> but, you know, she's getting to know locals. Children of Danu could poison her. She could stumble out the door and she doesn't realise what she's seeing and next to all these big Danu people wearing wolf helms are now big, burly werewolves that you got to fight. Which I don't want to fight them. I do want to hug a werewolf. It sounds daft. I think the last point I want to discuss is we have discussed in previous episodes about how werewolves could be introduced into the series. And I think this is the first time that werewolves are being dragged up. As you know, in one of the previous episodes, I did discuss how it could be a legendary tale of a werewolf, but it's not a werewolf. It's a real wolf. You know, a man's gone missing, and in his place was a real wolf. You know, I would love to see little side quests like that. You know, I know werewolves are going to be an enemy type from just that image so I don't know if that's true or how much truth there is to it being there just from that one image but I would like a little side quest where a man goes missing or a woman goes missing and everyone panics in and when they find him they find a wolf so he must be a werewolf and Eivor then goes to hunt the werewolf down and She finds that, no, he was killed and dragged back to the wolf's lair. He never got changed to a werewolf, he was just hunted by a werewolf. It's it's a unique take, but I really think this whole jump to the gun that it's going to be a highly fantasised, highly supernatural style gameplay mechanic, I just don't think that's a possibility. I could be wrong, and I hope I'm not wrong, but from what I've discussed and what I've known in the literature, there is a lot of grounded talks and it feels so weird saying werewolves is grounded because when we go outside now, we don't see werewolves. You know, someone runs at me with a wolf skin and I'm not going to think they're a werewolf, but in that time and that era, a lot of scientific things we'd see now would be supernatural, so... Who knows? I just hope it is kept grounded, and they do not take a lot of the literature for granted, and decide to do a lot on it. And, you know, essentially show people a different side of Irish mythology or Irish history that we don't know. And I hope to see that in the uh, DLC, which comes out on the 13th of May, due to a recent delay. So. Hopefully that extra time frame is going to give us the answers we need, and hopefully the extra time frame is going to give us a smooth experience that we'll all enjoy. So thank you all for tuning in to me rambling about why I want to see werewolves and how werewolves are going to sit grounded. As I said in this episode, I didn't want it to be focused on Isu, and I know I have made some mentions to the Olympus Project and Peace of Eden, but I don't. Hand and heart believe that is going to be the answer. I do believe they'll find more grounded answers to similar to how um, Valhalla kept Jotunheim Asgard grounded. So I'm going to stand by that. That's my political, my big statement of the week. The Creed's werewolves are going to be grounded, they're not going to be easy based. I hope. Thank you all for tuning in, and I've got some exciting episodes planned for the future um thank you all for everybody last week giving me some great ideas and what episodes you want to hear got some i got a big one planned next week thanks to your help and a surprise one coming up so keep your ears and eyes peeled on my twitter at ac let's talk if you have any suggestions or you really enjoy this episode and you want to discuss it reach out to me on twitter or you can reach out to me on email assassin's creed at gmail.com I'm always open to discussions, and I really just can't wait for the DLC, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I'm going to enjoy it, because it's werewolves. I have a secret liking for mythology and werewolves, (laughs) so thanks again for listening, and I'll see you all next week.